Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Guys, so we've been talking about the fruits of the Spirit as of late. This has been the series, and it's all the things that us as Christians should have in terms of our characteristics. Right? Very simple, very straightforward. Okay. My message is about accountability. Now, <laughs> accountability, it's a very simple word, but it means a lot. Accountability is the ownership of something. We continue to talk about in terms of how, you know, when we enter the gates and God is like, you know, our good and faithful servant, enter into, the, into, into his gates. Before you do that, before you do that, there's something else you have to do, which is very, very important and will actually dictate whether you hear those words or not. Because once you've done this thing, which I'm about to talk about, you may not hear those words. You may, you have to go down the hall to the left and down the stairs and down the stairs and see the other guy. Now, as I'm looking around, I know that's not anyone's portion here, amen? But <clears throat> what it is is that, so Matthew 12, 36, put it up please. So when we look at the word accountability, we have the word account. Matthew 12, what's it, yeah, 36, it reads, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. You will stand before God and you will give an account of your life. Now, when we look at account today, it's the same thing. You go to a bank, you give your details, you give proof of who you are before you can open this account. You can't just go in as anyone. I can't go and open an account on Elder Blessing's behalf. I have to give proof of detail, this is who I am. I have to read terms and conditions, and I read this account. Your account is a detailed transaction, list of transactions in and out this account. It talks about Everything coming in, it looks at everything going out. It's there. You can go back years and years and years now of internet banking, it's all made easier, that I can tell you what I spent five years ago today by looking at this account. Now, the money that goes in now, these are the things now that they help build your account. Yeah? Input, you get paid, you get some money that goes into your account. The same thing now, this account here, these are the things that you do to further the kingdom. When things are going into your account, your account's going up. Just as in this respect, when you give that account, the things that you've done, you've put into the kingdom, you've helped elevate the kingdom. Equally, it looks at the deductions. 
where money is being taken out, withdrawn. These are things where you're not helping the kingdom of God. These are things when you're pushing back the kingdom of God. But here's the thing. Here's, it's something that I've struggled with myself. It's something that I have an issue with other people when we struggle with. And it's when things are going wrong or when things are being taken out. We struggle to take accountability for those things. When we look at the sin of man, the fall of man from the very beginning, do you know that there was lack of accountability even before for anything? Adam and Eve, we look at the serpent coming in. There was one commandment. Think about it, we have 10. There's a lot of things now. There's a lot of variables that we have to deal with. There was one thing that Adam and Eve were told not to do. One. It wasn't hard, guys. You were enjoying, because of them, we're now here, working towards our salvation. We're going to get there. But the fact of the matter is, the one thing was don't eat from this tree. You can have everything here that I've provided for you, but just don't eat from this one tree. I want to talk about that moment where the serpent came and he spoke to the young lady. <clears throat> Women, we love you. We love you so much. So, you know when they were talking, I'm not going to go into it, I'm not going because I like to believe we hear another story. Does everyone hear another story? Amen. Thank God. For time, for time, you know the story. Do you know she told him that, no, we're not allowed to eat from this tree. He said, you know, if you can eat from this tree, your eyes will be open. She told him, no, 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 no. We've been told not to eat from this tree. Then it was, oh, no. The reason why, because your eyes will be open. And you would do this, and you would do that. And what did she do? What did she do, people? She ate from the tree. And then what did she do? She gave it to her husband. Stupid, stupid Adam. She was like, oh, I'll try this, babe. It's nice. It's good. It's fruity. It's tangy. Different. Different from the grapes. What did he do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which brings us now. This is where I want to talk about the key. So. We have, let's see. Can you please pull up? Go from Genesis 3. Read from um, Genesis 3.11, please. So, they ate from the tree. Their eyes were opened. They heard God coming in the garden. And they hid themselves. God asks, why? Have you hid yourself? Well, we were naked. Which brings us to this point here. <clears throat> and he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you? that you should not eat. Next verse, please. Then the man said, sorry, God, my bad. I made a mistake. Right? 
Let me go see what he says. Let's see what Adam said. Then the man said, the woman <laughs> whom you gave to me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. Right here, yeah, this is the first, the first act of dodging accountability. Do you know, this is actually the very first moment, yeah, where accountability yeah, was tried to be removed or pushed into someone else. But it's fine. This is where I want to go on to. And this is where it's all so important. So, you know what? God was like, okay. Next verse, please. And then the Lord said to the woman, then. He's like, well, I should go to the woman. What is this that you have done? What did the woman say? Do you know what, God? It's true. It was tangy. You know, it was different from the grapes, and I don't know why, but it just looked so good. That's what she said, right? What did she say? Oh, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. What is this now? You're also, so again, you're passing the blame. Accountability, again, is being moved on. Did the serpent eat from the tree? But here we are today, suffering. <laughs> the serpent didn't eat from the tree, but I'm suffering today because of this nonsense here. Because two people couldn't take the accountability here for what they had done. But let, me, but let me tell you something. Did God spare Adam and Eve? Were you spared? Did he say, you know what, guys, it's fine. I'm just going to move the tree to the side a little bit left. You guys are going to stay here. We're going to chill out. No? They were punished. They were punished. So what I'm trying to get, so no one cares. This is actually, I just want to say, as, as plain, no one cares. If you have an account today, and I take Javier's account, Javier's gone into the bank, he's opened up these two accounts. Then all of a sudden, yeah, Xavier takes out now, yeah, his money, and, and um, Javier's not able to pay his direct debits. When he goes to the bank and says, you know what? Xavier took this money out, I didn't know. These, these direct debits aren't going to be paid. Is the bank going to be like, you know what, it's cool. Right? Anyway, no? Do you know why? Because it's your account. It's your responsibility. And as much as you tried to curve, avoid that responsibility, it will land right at your feet. Husbands and wives, I know we're one. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I get it. I do. But you have to give your own account. Your children will have to give their own account. Because when you stand in front of God, you cannot save that loved one. Pastor Matilda, I remember a while back, she was talking about, do you remember going on a trip and having passports? Do you remember? Exactly. And everyone is responsible for their own passport. You're still my family. Like, this is my son. Oh, that's all great. But unless they have their own individual passport, they're not going anywhere. They will be left. Guys, from the beginning of time here, yeah, we have been trying to avoid accountability here yeah, for the things that are our own mistakes, for the things that we are responsible for. I find it rude. It's rude. Do you know, in terms of when, when those moments come, God is not fooled. 
Adam and Eve were his only two creations, his most important creations in the whole entire garden. And yet he banished them. Because they had to pay the price for what they did. The reason why this is so important, I just feel that nowadays as Christians, as people in general, but more so as Christians, that we continue to avoid our responsibility. Just as we open an account here, we read the T's and C's. There are so many different places we could go. We could go HSBC, Lloyd's, Barclays. All similar, yeah, all similar terms and conditions. You could have been Muslim. You could have been an atheist. You could have been a Sikh, you could have been a Buddha. But you're a Christian. Do you know why you're a Christian? Because you believed, you read T's and C's, terms and conditions, and you thought, this is for me. You didn't go to Barclays, you didn't go to HSBC, you went to NatWest. That's what you did, people. <laughs> Good bank, online banking. Don't let me get started about that. But the point is, so then once you've read those T's and C's and you've signed on the dotted line, you are now accountable for that account that you've opened. You are now responsible responsible for what happens in that account. And the thing is, this is the very account that then when you're presented, because you have to present this account, when you go for a mortgage, some of you know, some of you will know, that they need three months of your bank statement. Do you know the type of questions they ask? They want to find out your spending habits. They want to find out how much you spend on shoes, how much you spend on shoes, how much you save. And then they can tell you how, how much you're eligible to borrow. Do you know why they do that? There are people here that have all the money in the world, not all the money in the world, but good money and they, and they are able to easily afford a mortgage. But because of an account or something that's happened past in, the, um, in their past, they're not able to get a mortgage. There was um, a couple, obviously, was it, we all used to do mortgages, yeah, so a lot of my conversations are going to be built around that. But there was, there was a woman, yeah, she made um, amazing money. She was buying a house with her son. They, they had more than enough deposit. They had more than enough salary. But seven years ago, she defaulted on her orange mobile phone bill. Seven years she wasn't able to get the mortgage. She wasn't able to get the mortgage. She had to do it by herself. Well, is that, well, that's right? That's correct. So that we're saying yes for the, for the purpose of the uh, podcast, people. Guys, when you bring this account to God, I'm not saying that we're perfect, because we're not. But we have to own, own our mistakes. You have to own your wrongdoings. I want to talk about David. Now, we read a book a couple years back, and it was called a Man After, Our Man After God's Own Heart. And you know what? The opening page, it said, David, he killed people. He was at war all the time. He was an adulterer. 
He did all of these things, but he was a man after God's own heart. And we talk and we look at so many different things. We look at Solomon. Solomon was the most fruitful king in the history of the Bible. Yes? But what we forget is that before Solomon, before Solomon, there was another child. But that child was conceived through David's wrongdoing. One day he came out in the middle of the night. He looked out and he saw Bathsheba. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see, I see your faces. Yeah, you remember Bathsheba? She was, she was all right, Bathsheba. Stare bathing up in the sea. Hmm? David liked what he saw. She was married. He brought her into the house. They had a chat. Point being, after the chat, she fell pregnant. I don't know what kind of conversations they were having back in the day. But the point being is that when, that when, she came, when he came to know that she was pregnant, he had her husband murdered. Now, this husband, Uriah the Hittite, he was a faithful servant. He loved David. But David knew that if it came out, everything that he'd worked for, built for, in the eyes of the people, it would have been lost or it would have begun to slip away for him. And he'd ordered his men to put Uriah in a position where he would die. When he did that, this, this pleased the Lord. I'm going to just read a, a part of that. I want to read a part of the story, and I just want to just make this. 2 Samuel uh, 12 from verse 15, please. Then Nathanael departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went with him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day, it came to pass that the child died. And the servants of David were scared, afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. When David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went into his house, and when he, and when he requested, they sent food before him, and he ate. This is, what, this is what I want everyone to start to take part on. Then his servant said to him, what is it? What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. Then he said, then David said, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept for, for I said, who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me and that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? 
Shall I go to him? But he shall not return to me. Thank you. During this whole detailed account, did it talk about David going to God and asking for forgiveness? Or did it talk about David saying, no, it's the child, it's not me? David knew what he did. David knew what he had done. Now, he pleaded for the child's life because the child was innocent. But as soon as the child passed, David knew that, look, I was hoping God would be gracious. But I know why he's done this. Because I know what I have done. Guys, there are times now, I can only speak for myself, but there are times when I've done things in the past that I know are wrong before I even do them. When I do them, I don't, I don't, I don't go to God for forgiveness. Why? Because it's rude. It's actually offensive. How dare you? You know what you've done. You were there when you did it. See what I did there? You were there. And then all of a sudden, it goes wrong. You get caught. Oh, you know what, God, I'm really sorry. Why? You need to take accountability that that is going to get marked on the wall, people. And you have to take, well, nowadays we call taking the L. It's taking a loss. You have to accept that loss. Because in that moment, you did what you did knowingly. There's a difference when we sin unconditionally in the sense of we don't know. There are times now yet where you may lose your mind. Everyone here at some point in their life has lost their mind and done something out of anger, lust, jealousy, whatever that situation is. In those situations, maybe something's happened so quick here you don't actually know what you're doing. But whereas you, you consciously know what you're doing, David consciously sent Bathsheba's husband to die. So why would he then waste God's time and go and ask for forgiveness? Even Stephen nowadays, just the other day, he's now, obviously his teeth are growing and he likes to bite things. And we got the charger, the apple charger. This boy likes the apple charger. And I'm be looking at him now. One time, we're like, "Hey!" Look, he turned. Back. He just turned around. Look, look, look. He knows. See, like that, daddy, daddy, is that you, dad? Yes, it's me, son. Now, black, don't touch it. And give me a little laugh. And go and eat it. Now, obviously, because of social services and stuff, you know, like normally, <laughs> I'm like, eat that. I'm gonna see you in A and E, son. But now I can't do that. <laughs> Mental health act, this, child protection, this, or whatever. But the point is, even at a young age, he knows. Like, baby, they're really smart guys. They know what they're doing. Babe, you hear what they're saying? They know what he's, they know, they know. Just saying. Just because he's cute doesn't mean, you know, he doesn't know. But it's that accountability. Guys. Accountability is so important because the thing is, even though, yeah, God did this to the first child, he gave David Solomon. 
And you know why he gave David Solomon? For the same reason, you know, in court, if you commit a crime or something, and you get to plead guilty or not guilty, you plead guilty if you know you've done it, and you don't want to waste the jury's time. You plead not guilty if you haven't done it. But those that are guilty and plead not guilty, their sentence is far worse. Guys, listen to what I'm saying. So many times we've been guilty of things that we have done and gone to God and pleaded not guilty. And then we get confused and ask why our punishment is far greater. Recently we had this whole American election, you know, Donald Trump is in office. I know we all hate him, I'm not gonna ask for your opinion. I know, I can see in your eyes we all hate him. But, God forgive me, I respect the man. Do you know why? Because he told you what he was going to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you have to really understand. Like, politicians now, they'll tell you, oh, no, you know what? Oh. <laughs> I love everyone. You know what I mean? It's going to be fine. You know them cuts? You know what? Them kids are going to go to school for free. These are going to be free school meals. You're going to have a job. You know, that's 10K extra on your salary. Eh? Donald Trump says, I hate Mexicans. I hate blacks. I'm going to build this wall. We will separate you and you are dead. But you know why you respect that? Because he's telling you who he is. Even God, a whole God, was like, you know, look, look, listen, Trump, you need to calm down because I can come down and stalk this out anytime I want. But it's respect. There are people that you may not like, but you will respect them because in that moment, they're not shying away. They're not trying to appease you. And for good or bad, yeah, they will take the responsibility of what comes of that. Guys, we need to understand what it means to say that we're a Christian and be accountable to ourselves, but most of all, God. Now, I say this, look, guys, I'm probably the last person. Because as, 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 as recently, we were talking about long-suffering and we were talking about patience, which really grated. I was struggling with because I have a hot and cold. I have a zero to 100 mentality. And when I'm in 100, you, I, can't, I can't be reasoned with. But whatever happens, part of me really enjoys to see what happens. So look, there's no point in me up here lying, because God will put it on my like, just, even, just tell the truth. But, the, but the, you know what? And I said to Dad, I was like, you know what? I'll do something wrong, but I will come and apologize afterwards. Now, the goal is to not have to do something, do not have to apologize, because I haven't done it in the first place. Right, Dad? Cool. But in the meantime, <laughs> while I'm working towards that, I am not afraid to take accountability for where I've been wrong. And even though you may not like it, you respect it. Guys, we're not saying everyone is perfect. But what I'm saying is that when these things happen, and when you mess up, and when you slip up, God's very busy, you know. He's got a lot going on. Don't come and waste his time. You are smart individuals. God has blessed you with everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's also given you free will. 
And at times, guys, whether we like it or not, we don't use that free will to the best of our ability. We're selfish. We're stupid. We're selfish and stupid. And we're stupid. It's really important. That's <laughs> but the point being is that, guys, when we do these things, accept them. God will respect you. He respected David. And the thing is, when you look at the life of this man, David did a lot. <laughs> he did a lot, guys. But God loved him to the point where, yeah, people down the generations of lines were saved because of David. You just heard the account that he gave. He sent someone to death because he got the guy's wife pregnant. That's the guy, yeah, that has saved so many generations. Because he didn't go to God. It was like, uh, um, okay, what it, uh, it was, uh, see, the wine. And, um, you know, I was helping her because she was, uh, like, the chariot broke. No, I did it. I prayed for the child because the child was innocent. The child had nothing to do with it. But God respected, you know what? David, you didn't come to me on any nonsense. Do you know before Adam and that whole Eve situation, when God made Eve Adam, you know Adam was the person that said, this is the flesh of my flesh, the bone of my bone. So in the trouble, look, this woman that you gave me, and she wasn't even really about her life. So, you know what I mean? I'm just out here minding my own business. She's giving me these fruits. I don't need to know anything. And I was like, wow. It's quick. But you weren't spared, Adam. Eve, no, look, I was minding my own business. I'm eating these grapes. You know, the serpent comes over here. You weren't spared, Eve. Because, Adam, I'm always working. So I got to toil this damn soil. Because of Eve, you know, pregnancy's hard. Up there, I saw it. You know, it's long. Gas and air, thank God. You know, but the point being is that, guys, it's the accountability. Who knows where we would be yet if Adam had stood up to God and said, you know what, I was wrong. Who knows? It's too late now, but... Guys, as Christians yet, we are doing ourselves a disservice when we try to shift and move the responsibility that God has put on us. We came to him. He found us. But when we gave that oath that we give our lives to Christ, we read the T's and C's. We signed our name. We provided the two proofs of identification. And that is why your account is your account. You know, um, it's the same thing. Hold on, I wanna. Yeah, this is just the truth. And another thing, <laughs> you know, sometimes, in terms of a reason why we like to shift accountability and give it to other people, like Eve and like Adam. You know, we give the devil too much credit. Do you know how much credit you give the devil when things are going wrong in your life? Sometimes the devil has nothing to do. The devil's sitting in the corner on Instagram tagging someone or eating porridge and he was like, what, me? Yeah, I'll take it, but you know what I mean, whatever, sure. Guys, you know, the, you know, the, you know the, the verse is, faith without works is dead. Do you know what the works, faith, faith is God. 
Faith is us with God. Works is you. You are works. That's your relationship with yourself. Dad has spoken about this many times. There are people now that will be sitting in their house praying for a new job. Haven't sent one CV. Not one application. God will do it. And then when your house gets repossessed now, yeah, and you owe, you know, Yao 10,000 pounds now, yeah, because you've been borrowing him, yeah, God will do that too. But when have you taken accountability in yourself in terms of, well, if this is what I need to do in order to achieve the things that God wants for me, how am I going to do that? I want great things for Stephen. I'm his dad. He's my son. I want great things for him. But whether he achieves those things, it's not all on me. I will provide support. I will provide guidance. I will provide a little bit of change. But I won't be the person in class. I won't be the person in the exams. I won't be the person there at night when he's reading. It will be, it will be on him. Now he can continue to be like, Dad, you know, but I just want to be a banker and I just want to do this and stuff like that's what I've already spoken to his life. It's in your life, it's in your life, you will be. But how? If you don't take ownership of your own life, my mom raised me Roman Catholic. Now she did it with all the love and all the goodness in her heart. She genuinely believed she was doing the best because she wanted me to go to a Roman Catholic school. <laughs> like my, head, my, my headmaster was a past, like I didn't, understand, I didn't understand the concept of it. I didn't understand why. But you know, apparently in the aunties in the sewing circle when she's picking up the shit off, they told her, you know, these schools are the best schools for your child. It came to a point where I had to decide for myself, am I going to continue down this Roman Catholic path? It was me that was going to church. It took precious. Fresh? Thank you. Yep. But the time came now where I had to make the decision for myself and start working towards things for myself to be where I am now. And if I got to heaven and I said, well, you know, my mom, you know, she was, it was a good school, you know, and I, I got good grades and, you know, she had the best for me. It's great. The hell. No, but the point is, dad has always sat here and said, look, guys, if you don't agree, if you think there's more, go and find this for yourself and come and challenge and question this is how we learn. But we're so quick to give accountability to someone else so we don't have to have the responsibility for it. But the problem is, and I have to make you aware, is that, guys, you cannot dodge this responsibility because your time will come where you have to give an account on your life. What did you do? Oh, no, but, you know, pastor, and he said in the word, yeah, that's great, that's great, but what did you do? No, because, you know, when, when Auntie Naomi was praying for me, it was, you know, the praise to go, okay, what did you do, Stephen? Just sat there, you know, at the back. Okay. The 
hell? No, I'm joking. But the, look, the point is, guys. Sorry, Dad. I said I was going to do it. I couldn't help it. It's just funny. Um, guys, there are so many things that we just have to deal with. Sometimes you could be having a bad day. Do you know something? I bet in my life, yeah, someone has probably an encounter with me when I've had a horrible day, I haven't eaten, I'm probably in a bit of pain, the bus is late, I'm hungry, and someone's approached me with something. It's like, and I'm just like, They're like the devil, the devil, the devil will not take me, and I got God, I bless you. No. Why are you giving the devil credit? I'm just having a bad day. It happens, you know. I'm waiting for dad to have a bad day in church. No, I'm joking. But the thing is, like, like, because I'm sure people have come and left this, this, this church. He said, no, there was the, de- the devil was here. Is it? The devil was here. What did you do? Well, I left. Eh, so you left. So what about your next church? Oh, no, it was the other devil. It was the demons that was in that church. Okay, what did you do at that church? I left. So when you come to give your account to God, what did you do? I left. Cool, you will leave. Ta-hao! No, I'm joking. But the point is, guys, look, there is nothing... Take accountability for your Christian walk. Take accountability for the things that are going right and wrong in your life. I'm not sitting here to say that the devil doesn't try to intervene. And I'm not sitting here to say that the devil isn't going to try and knock you off your path. But what I'm saying, it's not every day the devil. Sometimes someone is just stupid. Sometimes someone just doesn't like you. Sometimes someone is just ignorant. It's not the devil. Ah! Every day the devil. Come on! The devil just sitting there like, yep, yeah, it's me, it's me. You didn't shut up. You didn't do nothing. Did nothing. Taking all this credit for no reason. No, check it, no, check it. No, no. But guys, look. It's just an excuse. It's just an excuse. And if you want to continue to hide behind your excuses, knock yourself out. But what I'm saying is that your account will be given. And I won't give it for you. Your mum won't give it for you. Pastor won't give it for you. It will be you and God. And he'll hold this out on your list of transactions. And everything that you've done to help the kingdom. And everything you have done to not help the kingdom. It will be put before you in black and white. And you won't be able to hide. Because right now it's very easy to hide amongst the things. It's amongst other people. Just to sit here sit quiet in the back and come and go and all those things. There's there's nothing wrong with that. But are you being accountable for your Christian walk? Guys, you have to take ownership, responsibility. Sometimes people, oh, you know, my job is not going well because my manager doesn't like me, you know, but I've been praying and fasting and I'm going to go break this and things. You should pray and fast. No, you should. You should. Always a good thing, you know, always, always say it helps, <laughs> praying and fasting. But then what are you doing? Have you been lazy? Have you been late? Have you been bad? Maybe you're just not as good as you think you are in that role. <gasps> Maybe you're not as good as you are <laughs> in that particular position. Maybe that's not the position for you. Does that mean now, yeah, the devil's coming to try and take your shine? No, 
Maybe God is trying to move you onto another place, but you're trying to stay in this position and you're not even listening to what God is telling you. But you're too busy praying that the devil is not going to come and take this. Don't worry, God will come and take you out there yourself and then you will know. Guys, the difference between David and Adam and Eve is accountability. And you saw the difference in their stories. Bearing in mind, Adam was the first being that God created in his image. But David, David stood up and said, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to come with this whole, I'm wrong. Or, you know, God, forgive me. Because I knew. When Adam ate of the fruit, when Eve ate of the fruit, she told, she told the devil the commandment that God gave her. But when God asked them direct, accountability was lost. Accountability was shifted. But the problem was it didn't save them. You were not saved. You were banished from the Garden of Eden. David, he had Solomon, the most profitable king in the whole of the Bible. Accountability. Family, it's your time, you know. And it's okay. Do you know what? Some things now, it's harder. I know it's hard to take accountability for when we do things wrong. And I know it's hard to face God for these things. But even if you know God isn't going to be happy with your decision, at least let him respect you for it. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, that, look, I did this wrong. I'm not going to God, so God will respect me for not going to him. I will have to accept that when I go to give this account and he asks me about this, I'll be like, God, I did wrong. And whatever the consequences of that will be, I will have to bear. You will have to bear those. The difference is, I think that a lot of us feel today that we don't have to have that conversation. Guys, every single one in this room is going to have that conversation. And there will be no one that can have that conversation with God on your behalf. You really need to understand what this means. Recently, yes, there was, you know, a friend of ours, um, mine and Will's, and, um, you know, life and everything has gotten in the way. I'm really, really busy, and we haven't spoken in ages. And then they, they messaged me on this, ah, oh, so you can't even call to see if I'm still alive. So I call Will, right? On some, I'm like, this person... Okay, I can't say what I said, but look, I said, why is this person sitting here talking about how can I not call them? Have you called me? This person's a Christian as well. We both read the same, I am my brother's keeper. But why all of a sudden, out of the blue, you've got an attitude, so today's the day you want to come to me with you can't even call and see if I'm alive. Have you called me to see if I'm alive? During this time, I'd actually had um, serious surgery. And Stephen had recently been born. 
do you call me? But am I taking it to heart? No. I called Will. Sometimes, yeah, I don't know why I call Will. Because Will's going to say stuff that I'm not going to agree with, even though I know it's right. <laughs> so he was like, I know, bro, you know, but we're just going to have to take this one. I was like, why are we going to take this one? Nah, you know, look, at the end of the day, just don't give him a reason. Next time, I'm like, you know what, Will, why did I even call you? But aren't you busy? Why are you even picking up the phone? You got something to do? Ain't you busy? Go do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're piping up now, yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Street was like, yo, bro, use the word to me. But um, I was like, look. But it was a case of, you know what, Stephen? This person's in the wrong. But you still have to take accountability. Now, this burns, yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, I see your mom looking at me, yeah, with that smile on her face. But the thing is, it burns because this is a different type of long-suffering. Because at this point now, yeah, no one is in the right. But because someone has now tried to put something to you and put it in a position where you're now wrong, do you know what, Dad? You didn't hug me last week. What's your problem? Because I was, like, I was praying for this person here. You know, I'm saving lives, Stephen. I'm out here saving souls. What are you doing? But I had to take... to take accountability. And it still burns today. It burns because it's like, listen, you have equally, the very thing you're accusing me on is the very thing that you're doing to me. But me as a Christian, my T's and C's, my contract, my account with my name that I've signed on it says that I have to take accountability for the things that I'm doing, and more importantly, I'm not doing. Guys, it's very easy to blame other people. Sometimes you're even going to be right. Most times in my case, I'm right. It's fine. All the time, really, to be honest. But I read a contract, and I signed and I have an account, and my transactions are gonna be marked, and they're gonna be placed in front of me, whether I like it or not, and I'm gonna have to explain. And my reason cannot be, well, they didn't call me, so I'm not calling them. Cool. To hell! And you know what, yeah, why I keep saying that, and everyone's laughing, I think, but that's what's gonna happen. You may not say it like that. <laughs> but that's it. Guys, this is the realness. So when we start to take accountability for our lives, we stop giving the devil the glory. We stop giving other people the glory. And we only focus on God. And when you start to do that, your whole perception, this is why we continue to renew our minds. This is why we continue to bear these fruits. Because we take accountability to bear these fruit. In order for me to be patient, I have to accept that there's going to be times where I need to be patient. That long suffering, those sermons, they burnt me. Hated them. I hated the sermons. Because you know when God is just sitting you in your face and listen, Stephen. Long suffering. Long suffering. But that's what is in my contract. 
My contract says, Stephen, you have to suffer for long. I know it's the women are the ones that are saying, long, long, Stephen, don't forget the long. Yes. And all the men are like, mm-hmm, I know, I know, bro, I know, hang it together. But that's the contract I read. That's what I believe in. And that's what I signed up for. And when I go to give my account, this is what I will be judged on. Because when you opened your account, you didn't have to be here. You didn't have to be in this bank. So don't now start getting upset and questioning now, yeah, when you are being held accountable for the rules against which you have signed this very account. I'm just going to finish with, guys, we don't know where we would be today if Adam and Eve had taken accountability for their thing. But we do know because David took accountability for his wrong, we had Solomon. And it was one of the greatest moments in history in Israel. You don't know what either accepting or removing accountability in the things that you have done wrong will have because you don't know by what God is going to judge you on that. In this moment of you removing accountability or accepting accountability, it can have an impact on the future, on whether God chooses to bless you or God chooses to hold you accountable in that moment. But first and foremost, be honest with yourself. God is not a respecter of man. He knows. God knows you're going to do something before you even do it. God actually has your list of accounts. So why would you then go to him knowing he has your whole list of accounts and try to tell him, no, what happened here is this... We're better than this. You are better than this. And we're not saying that, guys, troubles, tribulations, wrongness is going to occur. But let's not waste God's time and let's honor him by at least going to him and saying, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm accepting it. And whatever the consequences will be, you will accept them. Because even in that moment, yeah, whether he may not like it, he will respect it. Guys, let's do better. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.